This episode of the Your Twin Soul Journey podcast was originally posted to the Card Reading Queen YouTube channel. You can find the original episode by going to cardreadingqueen.com slash YouTube. Make sure you subscribe while you're there so we can stay connected. Hey there, Sovereigns. Monica Grace from cardreadingqueen.com here. Today's content is, Why is my masculine rejecting me? Sharing the two sides of the union objectively. So today I'm going to share a couple examples from a few Twinsel couples that I know in real life. And for each of these couples, they're not necessarily in union. So, you know, they're at varying stages of union in many cases. And for whatever reason, I have some level of access to both the feminine and the masculine. So I'm able to see both sides of the story. Uh, and what I really wanted to do this video for was to show how the mirroring works because it's very difficult to see it in your own union. And I know I, like, I struggle to see it in my union. But when you're looking at another person's union, it's actually very easy to see the mirroring and to apply a lot of these concepts. So I wanted to share this to explain and also give you hope if you are seeing a lot of mismatch in the physical um, to, to just help show you like it actually is fully mirrored and... Um, you know, even when in, in one of these cases, at least, actually in all, all of these cases, it's typically on the surface, it looks like a feminine, like choosing or chasing a masculine and the masculine rejecting that feminine in some way or at, at, ver at varying degrees. That's what it looks like. But in truth, they're actually both rejecting each other. They're, like the, the union is just working through a rejection acceptance pattern um, and it's just playing out differently on both sides. So um, I'm gonna, so I could do a couple of videos on this, but I'm gonna focus specifically on um, the core wound of rejection in this content. And so the, um, I, I talk a lot about core wounds on my channel, go to cardreadingqueen.com slash YouTube or on my podcast, it's called your twin soul journey and you can find it really anywhere you would look for a podcast. Um, the, so I talk about core wounds quite a bit on those two channels and my blog as well at cardreadingqueen.com slash blog, but we're going to focus on rejection, which is um, one of the six core runes and its counterpart, acceptance. Um, acceptance or belonging is like another, because that's kind of another element of this. So if your twin soul, if, if masculine or feminine, but if you're, let's, let's just stick with masculine. If your masculine is rejecting you in the physical, there is really only one reason he's doing it, and it's because he's rejecting himself in some way. Um, so what it what happens is he's looking at his feminine. There's something he doesn't like when he looks at her, um, something that he's unwilling to see within himself, 
And so he rejects her as a result. And this is a very real thing for him. Like in, in his mind, um, and you know, I think the masculine energy tends to be a little less connected to emotion in some way, especially in its distorted form and more connected to logic. So he, he comes up with these logical reasons that he is rejecting her, even though there are clearly elements that he is attracted to, but it's really that he's looking at her and he's both attracted to some parts of her and repelled by others. So a couple of examples, um, one that I've seen and heard with these masculines and these couples I'm talking about, um, they'll say stuff like, this is, you know, this is exactly what would work on me. Like I, I want what this feminine is offering, but I wish it just wasn't her. Like if it were some other woman doing these exact things, I would be all for it. But because it's her, I, you know, I am not into it. Um, so they're, they're acknowledging that there's that part of them that's like really attracted and actually that this person is their perfect match, um, romantically. But for whatever reason, there's, they say like, oh, I just wish it wasn't her. Um, another thing, um, this can sometimes, revolve around looks. So like there's some element of her looks that is not in his type, I guess, or, you know, that he, that he is rejecting in some way. Um, so one, one thing I've seen is actually, um, you know, like she doesn't, she's, she doesn't dress feminine or she doesn't look feminine. Um, she doesn't act feminine. I've seen that a number of times where it's like, um, it's like there's, there's something and, and it's all societal wounding. Like that, that's, that's kind of how you know it's not real because it's like energetically, this person is pretty attracted to his feminine, but his societal wounding around what he's been told as attractive is holding him back. And, um, for these particular masculines, they are actually, in my opinion, afraid of what others will say as well, because, um, you know, they get, they, they have like less understanding friends, I think. So they don't want, they don't want like their friends to question their, um, question their judgment or to just judge them in any way or to like make fun of them or to make fun of their feminine. And if it were to happen, then they would, that would be a struggle, not because it would be a struggle because then they have to protect that feminine. They have to stand up for that feminine. And that's going to require a lot of confidence within themselves that they don't necessarily have. Um, and so they know like in order to date this feminine, they'd have to work on themselves a lot. They'd have to step up. And so it's easier for them to just outright reject it. So then they don't have to deal with standing up to 
friends, family, anybody else that is going to be against the relationship. So another thing I see them doing is um, they're feeling this attraction energetically, but they're looking at surface traits and qualities to try to push away the rejection. So, so saying stuff like, you know, we, we actually don't really have much in common. Like we, it's, it's like very hard to talk to each other because we really don't have anything to talk about. And they'll say this, but then you see them with the person and the two of them might be chatting like quite animatedly, (laughs) um, where, and they're talking for like, you know, hours even at a party. And I've like literally witnessed this where it's like, okay, you're talking to her a lot and, you know, saying at the same time that you have nothing to talk to her about. Or like, you'll see their text messages. Um, I've seen this as well, like the messaging back and forth where it's like, all right, you're saying that you don't want to talk to this person, but you keep asking them questions. Um, so that that's like another thing I've seen where it's like the actions are not really matching the words. And that is because the words are an excuse. So the words are what that masculine is telling himself, even though, even though the actions, you know, it's a denial of reality, basically. Um, denial, denying the reality of what the attraction and interest actually is. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of that looking very surface level for logical reasons to reject the person, even though the underlying energetic pattern is one of attraction. So, With this and with the masculines and feminines that I've seen, uh, it took me a long time to really understand the mirror bear because, again, it looked like the masculines were rejecting the feminines, like, hard. (laughs) Um, Like, no, like, I don't want to talk to them, blah, blah, blah. And it looked like the feminines were doing everything they could to try to engage with the masculine, talk to the masculine, um, and seeing that interest back, like those feminines were like feeling and seeing the interest back from their masculines, but the masculine was saying something different. Um, and so what I realized though, and you know, this is always true with the mirror is that the feminine was also rejecting herself in all the same places that the masculine was rejecting her. Um, so some examples, um, one was looks. So, you know, um, and this is very common of feminines, like, oh, I, I love him, but I wish that he would shave. I wish that he would groom. I, you know, um, I wish he'd get a haircut. I wish he'd dress better, whatever it might be. And so there was a lot of this, like, kind of complaining, but then, um, that same feminine would like not want to wear makeup or not want to really embrace her own femininity. And in this particular case, so the masculine is 
he's an attractive guy and does absolutely everything to be as like low maintenance as possible. And it's interesting because when I've spoken to him about it, it's because he wants someone to essentially love him for him. And it's kind of like he wants to do the least amount possible so that she knows what she's in for um, and she loves him anyways because he doesn't and it's not that he it's like he doesn't want to take care of himself it's not like this is who he is it's he doesn't want to take care of himself and so um, he's trying to make himself as small as possible in order to avoid that um, having to step up for his feminine and so I noticed that the feminine was actually doing the same exact thing. Um, and, you know, the core wounding there on both ends were was around um, previously not being accepted by people, previously not belonging. Um, and it, there was, um, it was like she was trying to downplay her femininity and she was rejecting the part of her that is very feminine because she is actually, she's a very, um, she's a very feminine energy. She's a beautiful woman and she loves like makeup. Like she's really into, um, a bunch of self care. Like she does her skin routines, everything. But, um, and she, she also has like a really like cute and quirky style of dressing like it's very but in like very feminine um and it's really it's really cute there's like a quirkiness to it that I think is like pretty attractive um I think her masculine is attracted to it but she started to notice that when she was even a little bit feminine around her masculine that he would freak out so her answer to that was to downplay her femininity like over and over again. So instead of wearing a cute dress that she had like made herself or whatever, she would wear like a t-shirt, um, which is not, it's not to say that the t-shirt's not who she is, but I also, I could see that she was downplaying that femininity and she was doing it on purpose because and she as well had the same exact thing as him, which is that she wanted, she wants a partner who will see her for herself. She's had a lot of issues in the past where people judged her based on looks, basically. Um, and so it was, it was, um, <laughs> I, I tried to point this out to her. I didn't do a good job, but it, she got, she got really triggered. But it was, like, very interesting to see that they were, you know, they were marrying each other pretty hard on this. Um, and, you know, I would say, like, in general, if you see your masculine, like, not stepping up and not stepping into that divine masculine, it the, the thing you can do is step out of your own masculine and step deeper into your feminine. Um, because that is that is what is going to be attractive. And the truth is that he was getting freaked out every time he saw her like in a cute dress or whatever it was, um, or like with her makeup done. And she, she's like very good at makeup, like really into makeup as well. 
And of course it was freaking him out because he was, he was like not able to deny that he was attracted to her at that point. So when she made herself like, she like completely downplayed her masculine and made herself, or sorry, her feminine and made herself look very masculine. He, he felt safer because he, she was in, she wasn't in her feminine where he could recognize her better, if that makes sense. Um, and so it was, it was interesting to watch that play out because, um, it, and it, and unfortunate as well. And it's interesting because the masculine is starting to actually do, actually grow like quite a bit and do more around, um, you know, just like grooming beard and like that sort of thing. And I think that it's most likely because his feminine is, you know, doing the same where she's kind of stepping more into that femininity again. So you never have to downplay, like if you're the feminine, you know, be feminine, even if it triggers your masculine and it's going to trigger your masculine if he's rejecting you because he, you're giving him, you're giving him the truth, which is that like you're, you're, it's like you're putting his own attraction on display for himself. Um, so he can't deny the attraction anymore. So, you know, make sure you're stepping into your feminine. Um, another thing that I saw this feminine rejecting was the relationships that the masculine had, um, in the sense that she, and, and there were, there are multiple couples. It's not just one, um, not just one of the feminines. It's a, it's a common pattern among feminines is, you know, this person is toxic to my masculine. This person is manipulating my masculine. And I have a separate video on this. In truth, nobody can come between you and your masculine. Uh, so, you know, those relationships that your masculine has with other people, um, you do your own inner work and then that will shift your masculine and your, your either those relationships will transform or they'll fall away as your masculine's vibration rises. But there's a lot of this like, oh, somebody is interfering or somebody is um, somebody is influencing my masculine. And what you're really saying is that you don't trust your masculine to see the truth of things, to make his own decisions, um, to feel into what he wants. Like you're basically it's just like a control pattern, um, basically. And so typically the feminine will reject those friends, those family, you know, whoever it is, um, in order to, in order to kind of like manifest them away almost. Like I've heard that too, like, oh, I need to manifest this person out of my twin's life. And it's like, well, you know, if you reject somebody who is important to your masculine, then you are rejecting your masculine because you're rejecting, um, and they will drift away from you because you're rejecting that piece of them that is choosing that person right now. So you can't, you can't manifest away anybody, um, do your own inner work, change your counterparts vibration, and then their vibration will allow those relationships to naturally transform or fall away. 
Um, and I've seen that because with this masculine, I've even seen it in myself because this feminine in this particular relationship, she like called me out one day. Like I was, I was like joking around with her masculine and it triggered her and she called me out on it. And I realized like, oh yeah, I am being a little bit harsh to him. So I started, I've like remembered that and I started shifting my own behavior toward him. Um, and he, he was responding great to that. Like he's not, you know, cause I think we had more of like a, a teasing pattern before, but he's really like started, he's not like standing up for himself necessarily, but he's really started to kind of stop taking as much like joking from other people. Like he's just not, he's not like, um, playing into it as much as he used to because he's growing. So that's good. Um, so another, another thing is, um, immaturity around past relationships. And this is the case for what it is, is that any, and this is true on the twin soul journey in general, you have to confront and heal every past romantic relationship you have that was serious. So now, like if you just dated the person for like a day, like you don't have to heal that. But all the big relationships, you have to completely release those people with love or else you're going to project all the things you didn't like about those relationships onto your new relationship. And so I see that as well, where it's like, it's like the feminine has typically can have a harder time getting over those. And you can see that person like, you know, like you, like on the twin soul journey, you can't be pissed off at your ex um, and then hope to be with your twin flame because your twin flame or your twin soul is always going to act the same way that your ex did. Like always going to treat you that way until you release that person with love. So you have to kind of get to the end of your anger and frustration with that person in order to get to your twin soul. So I've seen that as well. So, um, you know, I could see like something. Okay. So a specific example of this with, um, these twin soul relationships, I noticed for one of these feminines, she would, um, it's like she felt rejected by her masculine and really by other people as well. So she went into this pattern of like being um, super clingy to people and then like super aloof with people. And there was no middle ground um, where she was like, you know, texting like multiple times a day and like trying to engage and get attention um, from the masculine, also just from people in general. Like I noticed this, um, she was doing this with like friends as well. Um, and then she, so she was, she was in that energy for a while and then she wasn't receiving the attention she wanted. So then she went into this aloof, aloofness. And it was really like confusing because she would go between these two energies like really easily and there was never a middle ground. The aloofness would be like, you're, you know, like 
meet up with her and she's like on her cell phone the whole time. And so, you know, then, then like her masculine was like, oh yeah, she, she's like super bored, like at this party or, you know, and he, it's like, there was no room to like get to know her because she seemed like bored and uninterested in everything and everyone. Like she was, she was just not present. And so maybe that's what it is. Just the lack of presence. Um, because the clinginess, well, the clinginess and the aloofness were, you know, that lack of presence. But then the other thing I would note is that clinginess and aloofness, it, it really comes down to the law of polarity. It's the same energy. It's just different ends of the spectrum. Um, so the same pattern that needs to be healed, which is, you know, essentially to, um, stay present and to stay in the flow of things and to be authentic and realize that people are going to like you or not. Uh, and so she, you know, you can see at the core of that, the challenge is like feeling rejected, not feeling accepted, not feeling like you belong. Um, and so she was, it's almost like she was rejecting her twin and rejecting the people around her before they could reject her. And, um, that was, that was not helpful. Like it did, it did not work out well. Um, you know, I think she kind of created a lot of separation in her relationships and with her masculine as well. Cause he, he was really, he was really the one who was feeling that, but it was getting projected onto everybody around him. Like everybody in his circle, um, was like projecting the same thing. Um, yeah, so that, that was, um, that was interesting. So overall, I hope you can see that, um, when the masculine is rejecting on the surface, it's all a mirroring, um, or, you know, when he, so for example, if the masculine has these relationships that seem codependent or seem unhealthy for him, like he's getting, he's getting, um, like a lot of like unkindness from those relationships, the answer is to look at the mirror of that and see like, where do I, like if you're the feminine, where, where do I have these codependent relationships in my own life? And it's funny because, you know, you can see that, um, in one, in one of these couples, the masculine did have these negative relationships, which I can see are transforming and changing. Um, and to some extent falling away. Some of them are. And it's like the feminine didn't want to admit this, but she actually had a lot of those same relationships as well. Um, you know, like friends and family that were like super codependent. Um, she, she had a landlord who was like downright abusive, um, to her, kind of on purpose and like super controlling and tried to try to point that out to her. And there was no real way for her to recognize that toxicity because she was so like mired in it from, um, her childhood. And it, it was the same with the masculine. The masculine was mired in his own patterns from knowing the people in his life since childhood as well. So it was like, they were 
they were like so clearly mirroring each other and um, unable to recognize the mirror, like the frustrations they had with the other, unable to recognize them within themselves. So I totally get it. Um, I know for my own union, for myself, I deeply struggle with this. And, and that's kind of the point is that your twin soul union, you know, it's meant to trigger you and it's going to trigger you. So, and you're, you know, the, the way to trigger you is to, um, it's bringing a lot of your subconscious beliefs to the conscious so that you can be challenged by that. And you have to be open and willing to receive that information. If you're not, then you instead blame your counterpart. And so that, that was kind of what was happening there is that, um, the two counterparts were struggling to see the truth of themselves in each other and thus were rejecting each other to varying degrees. Um, and it was, it was just really interesting. Um, so I've seen this play out multiple times, um, in these twin soul unions that I recognize, um, around me. And then also if you look in forums, uh, you can see the same patterns. I actually, I read one this morning that was saying like, this person is my twin soul, but, um, and I, I was commenting on a post that they were my twin soul, but then, um, their mentor stepped in and said that, no, they weren't because he had already channeled who the twin soul was. Um, so, and it's like, you know, and so she, she was saying like, I still believe this person is my twin soul. And it's like, well, you can all, you like, you could have done so many things. Like you could have reached out to that person. You could have, um, you know, you, it's like, it's like if you're twin soul, so that, that's kind of an example of the interference one. Like you think some other relationship has more control over that person than you do as their twin soul. And the truth is that, um, you both have no control over your twin soul and you have complete control over your twin soul in the sense that you guys make the same core decisions. So if your twin soul isn't recognizing you, it's because on some level, you're not recognizing them. You need to do your inner work. Um, and that is going to shift your own vibration and shift your, it'll shift your own vibration to better attract them. And then it'll also shift their vibration to be able to see the truth of who you are to them. So there's no, you know, it doesn't matter if somebody has like a spiritual mentor or anything like that, who is saying that, who's telling that person like, no, this isn't your twin flame. Um, that doesn't matter. It, what matters is doing your inner work. So I hope this was helpful to you and make sure you check out some of my other videos on YouTube. Uh, I have a couple playlists that are about the masculine and feminine. So just go to cardreadingqueen.com slash YouTube if you're not already there. Um, that is all for me. Thank you so much for sticking with me through this content and I hope it was helpful to you. Have a beautiful and blessed day. Hey there, Sovereigns. This is Monica Grace again, and I just wanted to tell you a little bit more about my new book, Your Twin Soul Journey, A Guide to Experiencing Eternal, Unconditional, Harmonious, 
embodied love, and union with your divine partner. If you found yourself on the twin soul journey, you probably have questions. In my book, Your Twin Soul Journey, I take you through everything you need to know to keep your head on straight during this crazy, crazy time period in your life. Some of the topics I include are what to do if you've been blocked, ghosted, or separated from the person you believe is your twin, how to handle a twin who's insisting that you're just friends, even though you know there's a deeper connection, why your ex-lover keeps popping up in your life, and how to tell if this person is a spiritual or toxic connection, and what to do if you're with your twin in the physical, but the relationship feels complicated and needs a ton of work before you feel like you're truly in union. If you're feeling like there's a spiritual connection here, definitely trust your intuition and make sure you grab my book, Your Twin Soul Journey Today, to get clarity and insight into this unique and fruitful relationship you're experiencing. Go to cardreadingqueen.com slash twin soul journey, and there you'll find links to all the online stores where the book is available. Thank you so much for listening to the Your Twin Soul Journey podcast. See you in the next episode.